Welcome to Bite Size Jazz, a podcast for the taste of new albums and new artists. You can subscribe to Bite Size Jazz wherever you get your podcasts. We also have all of them listed on our website, bitesizejazz.com. And you can stay up to date with our upcoming episodes by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for listening to Bite Size Jazz. Today's guest on the podcast is vocalist Rebecca Angel. She's just released her very first full-length album, though she has previously released an EP called What We Had, along with a handful of single tracks. This current record was produced by Jason Miles, who's worked with a long list of major artists such as Miles Davis, Luther Vandross, and Grover Washington Jr. In addition to her budding musical career, Rebecca has trained in yoga and aromatherapy and is currently studying law. Let's welcome her to the show. Hi, I'm Rebecca Angel, and I just released my album, Love Life Choices. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for joining me here on the podcast. It's great to have you. Thanks so much for including me on your show. I'm, I can't wait to uh, talk to you. I'd love if you could talk about the title of your album, Love Life Choices. I recorded this entire album during the pandemic. So to me, this album represents love. Like I got married during the pandemic. So there's a Congratulations. bunch of songs on there. Thank you. <laughs> Bit of a crazy time. Like many brides had to postpone. Um, so part of the album is definitely inspired by that. Um, life is about, you know, rolling with the punches and what we've had to deal with as a society, as a world, um, during this pandemic. So I have songs on there about loss and, um, you know, the violence we've seen this past year with George Floyd and, um, Black Lives Matter. And then, you know, just like the gun violence in this country that we've seen. So that's kind of the life part of the title. And then choices is given these trying times, um, how we decide to move forward, because there's so much outside of our control, but there's a lot that we can do in terms of how we decide to move forward and not let circumstances completely control, you know, our destiny. Um, So that's kind of the overall theme. And so I have lots of different types of songs from reggae to bossa nova to um, kind of more pop with some of my original songs. Um, But for me, this was about um, kind of that journey throughout this year that I think a lot of people hopefully can relate to because we were all uniquely in the same boat, you know. I like that uniquely in the same boat. It's all different, but yet all kind of the same. Yeah, definitely. And I loved how you had such an eclectic style. Like you said, the reggae, yeah. the bossa, the pop. And um, I think I loved how you described all the categories, too. And I kind of want to jump into some of the songs that maybe fit in each category. So let's maybe start with the love category. Yeah. So, so how about for, Bill okay. Withers, uh, Just the Two of Us? Yeah. Okay, so this is a funny story. Um, I saw you and I listened before this um, to your interview with Cyril Ahmed, and she was actually one of my early um, influences as far as singers that I've been able to work with. I did master classes with her early on, and I was really into her music um, when I was in college, starting out like 2013. So um, she was still like, known but she wasn't as known as she is now i was a huge fan i saw her in larchmont early on so she had this song just the two of us with um diego a great brazilian guitarist 
and she had like a live at Dizzy's recording of it. So my freshman year of college, I was just really into that recording. And there was this um, cute guy in my jazz <laughs> class <laughs> who played guitar and um, we both had our eye on each other. So he kind of, after a vocal jazz concert came up to me, was like, hey, you know, in high school, I played this um, vocal guitar duo. Um, if you are ever interested, we should, you know, play together sometime. So I said, you know, there's this really great recording of this singer, Cyril, doing just the two of us. So this is right before spring break. He went, or Christmas break, I believe. He went to Puerto Rico with his family, took his little guitar, and he learned this recording of just the two of us. Um, so that when he came back, he learned the whole solo and, and the exact arrangement that Cyril did. Wow, so that's, we that's playing cute. Together. Yeah, now he's my husband. So I, I kind of think that song brought us together <laughs> a little bit um, in a weird way. But yeah, so we still play that song. Um, and it was just a song that I really connected to because of the story. And also the um, producer, Jason Miles, who who arranged a lot of the songs with me. Um, he's been playing this song forever. He did a Two Grover um, project years ago. And so he's he's really loved this song all these years and played it too. So we kind of both had our own story with it. And it was cool to come together and, and have that <laughs> be part of this album. Yeah, that's fun. I love, I heard... Uh, I think it was on YouTube or your Instagram. I saw the duo arrangement you guys did of it, and I thought it was a really cool take. Thank and of you. Course on, yeah. <laughs> and on the album, though, you have the full band, though, right? Yes, we do. And this whole album, we did, like, full arrangements, um, studio version, although I have done a lot of these songs in a duo setting, and that's actually kind of how some of the arrangements came about, and then... I did it with the full um, full group to add that full like um, sound and the background vocals and it just gives a very full um, vibe to this, this album. <laughs> just the two of us, we can make it if we try. Just the two of us, just the two of us, just the two of us, and building castles in the sky. And you guys have a lot of different musicians playing with you. Can you tell me about how yeah. that group came together? Absolutely. So each song is is a little bit different. We have different um, instrumentalists on each each piece, and it really um, goes to the type of genre. So like on some of the more Brazilian, we have like Ciro Baptista, who's an amazing Brazilian percussionist, Romero Labambo. He's an amazing guitarist, and I've actually been able to record songs with them throughout the years. Um, but the process of putting the album together is um, Jason Miles, the keyboard and producer. He'll actually get different musicians to record their parts, and we put it all together. Um, so it's kind of a unique process, but it really worked in pandemic <laughs> because everyone was home, and it just worked really seamlessly. Um, but I actually also was able to perform with some of these musicians live um, two days ago. I did an album release party at Drome, and cool. it was amazing <laughs> to play with them in person after doing all these uh, all these songs in the studio. So 
I also had Gene Lake who played on a lot of these songs and Nir Felder, amazing guitarist, um, Ciro played and I had two background vocals. My dad also played, he's a trumpet player. So it was really cool to have everyone in person after, you know, all this isolation, um, especially for musicians, you know, not playing nearly as much as they would um, live. At yeah. Least. Yeah. That's cool. You got to have your dad playing trumpet on the album. Yeah. Did you guys absolutely. grow up doing a lot of music together? Yeah, he was one of my first influences. Um, he plays trumpet and he is also a copyright lawyer. So in the entertainment field. So I got like an early exposure of just a lot of music and entertainment. He would play Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, the Beatles, Elvis, you know, the whole array of musical genres from an early age. And I think that really influenced my style, um, the sort of music I'm drawn to. I love the oldies and Bill Withers and, you know, so I have like a whole genre of music that I've kind of come up with on my own in my original writing. And I think it's very much influenced by those early influences. A copyright lawyer is a good person to have in the family as a recording artist. Yeah. And I'm actually also um, in law school. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. So you can law, be your so... own lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's important. I want to help other um, artists as well, because there's a lot of the back end that I think is super knowledgeable as an artist to understand and to navigate. There's lots of contracts and deals and you have to be your own advocate, I think. so. <laughs> it's wow, that's impressive. Novel. Yeah, thank you. So did you do your undergrad in music? Yeah, I went to Ithaca College for vocal jazz studies um, and graduated 2017, so a few years ago now. Okay, cool. So what made yeah. you decide that you wanted to go the lawyer route? Once I finished undergrad, I was performing and recording a lot as well. Um, but during the days, I also worked for my dad's law firm. And I found the balance of kind of the creative end and also the business end really nice. And I think maybe because he also had that balance, these recorded albums as well. Um, I, I saw like, why not do both? A lot of musicians don't only perform they also teach or they have other jobs just to you know stay afloat so I figure why not have something in the entertainment industry still related and it's still gonna help me um musically I think because like I said with contracts with all the different back-end things you have to deal with um it's extremely helpful to have this information and to know like how to not get screwed over <laughs> what to look for <laughs> um how to read a contract so I think that it just kind of seemed natural I always also was interested in business um so it's great to be able to balance the two and um I did the album during my first year of law school so I know it's possible even though it's hard um but I just, I love both of them. So I feel like, why choose? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is nice to have another outlet besides music. Because I think sometimes when all you do is music, it can feel like really like personal. You know, when you do good in music, mm -hmm. you feel good about yourself. When you do bad, you feel bad about yourself. So it's kind of nice to have a little mm -hmm. separation. I don't know. That's how I yeah, feel about it, at least. Absolutely. And I think it's really important in general, um, even if it's not a different job maybe that's just a hobby like yoga or 
exercise or taking a walk, that's really important as musicians or as creative people to have something so that when you come back to the music, you can get inspiration elsewhere and, and be a little grounded in it. Um, I've found that helps me a lot creatively, you know, to either go on a walk in nature or just kind of take some time to myself. Um, so I think it's just like living a well-balanced life will only help. Um, so that's kind of my perspective on it all. And now to jump back into the music, let's talk about uh, Bob Marley's Waiting in Vain. Yeah. So that song is another one I performed a lot in college. And I just love Bob Marley. He's such a great songwriter. I love the simplicity of the songs. Um, but this song had a new meaning for me as well. Like, as I said, having to postpone my wedding in COVID, like so many other people, and just life in general, feeling like it's on hold, feeling like it's a waiting game. So it had this new meaning for me, like, oh, we're all just waiting for, you know, things to get better, things to change. And um, this was a song that also symbolized uh, my relationship with my now husband, Jonah, because he definitely was interested in me before I was willing to accept <laughs> that I want to be in a relationship too. So I feel like the song's also from his perspective waiting for me to come around. Um, so it has, you know, some personal meaning to me, even though it's a cover, which I think is just so important when you do cover songs to have that story, even if it's a silly one that you can relate to. So you're not just singing words, but you're telling a story. Um, so that's what I tried to do with that song. And the ending of it, um, I think is cool because I kind of ended in acapella, but it was actually a mistake. And then I'm like, this is actually really cool. So sometimes the arrangements just happen by chance and then you just go with it. And it's, um, you know, it seems planned, but it's not. And then it's just kind of a cool <laughs> way of getting there and being open to kind of trying new things with, you know, arrangements and styles. So. Yeah, that's cool how that can happen sometimes. And I think you have to be yeah. open to things not going exactly how you want them to, you know, being open to other possibilities in the music. Yeah, and like it's a whole big part of improvisation too. I think um, it's the story of like Louis Armstrong started scatting for the first time because he dropped his trumpet or something. I forget the exact story. But then like a whole thing came about scat singing and that's like a huge thing. So sometimes I think mistakes are a blessing and you can learn from them and you can, you know, do something you weren't expecting. Go outside the box. I don't wanna wait so interesting they took i can never is it eric satie or eric satie yeah satie no petty that song has a cool story too i heard that first and i believe it was my music history class this was a song written in the 1800s and the first time i heard him like you know this really has kind of a jazz feel to it even though it was before jazz existed <laughs> i just really liked the chords and it had like such a unique sound to me. So I remember like, okay, I have to do something with this song. And I had this dream that I was kind of lost in the city and I was running in circles. 
trying to find my way and then I kind of find my way and, and then I arrive at this moment. Um, so like after I had that dream, I wrote these lyrics that kind of resembled that dream. And to me, it's a really a song about self-realization, the way I turned it into, um, you know, my own version. And I was very lucky to have um, this amazing French uh, animator. She's her name's Karen Hesslinger, and she did a great animated music video for this, um, kind of representing that dream I had. So I always love taking something old and putting a new spin on it um, and finding new meaning because even though this is from the 1800s, I think uh, the way we did the arrangement could have been written today. I liked the music video you mentioned. I watched it. I remember there was yeah. one part. She's like walking through the city and she stops mm-hmm. to look at a win- like a bakery window with like croissants. Yeah. And I was like, that would be me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Walking down the lonely road alone. People passing interesting because the song has like when eric sati wrote it it has such a dreamlike quality you know so much yeah impression music impressionistic music kind of has that dreamlike quality so it's interesting that your interpretation came from a dream yeah that's a really good point um because when i heard it too i always think it's very kind of dreamy and i think of like the rain so it was kind of maybe fate that I had this dream and it just felt like it totally related to the song um because it has that dreamlike feel so sometimes it's cool when the lyrics kind of just come to you from a random spurt of you know inspiration a dream a, a thought a memory um so it's good to like when that comes just to write it down because if I didn't I probably would have forgotten um <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah it's so interesting like each song has a totally different way that it comes about some are like that they come to you in like a minute or like one of the songs um I'm forgetting which one. Oh, summer song it came to me when I was brushing my teeth one day and I'm like okay I need to like <laughs> set my phone and record this I just had this melody in my head just came out of nowhere so sometimes you just have to have your phone handy because You never know when inspiration will strike. (laughs) Yeah, and you got to write it down before it leaves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so let's, because Summer Song is one of your originals, correct? Mm, Yeah, that is. And um, that song I wrote really also kind of like coming of age, growing up, um, shaking off like all the negative vibes and energy that other people will put on you, that you put on yourself. and for me, it's about really like learning to to listen to yourself and to um, not care so much what other people think, which is easier said than done, especially yeah. when you put something, your heart out there and you don't know how people will receive it. Um, and it's something I still always try to tell myself, like you do this for yourself and not everyone's going to like it. Not everyone's going to agree with you. But if you don't stay true to yourself, then you're kind of no one in a sense it's like you're you can't live for other people you have to live for yourself Mm -hmm. yeah I liked the positive vibe on that song 
Thank you. And it's a good way to end the album too, because Thoughts and Prayers and um, Maureen are definitely darker songs. They're about loss and violence um, that we've seen. And, you know, I wanted to end on a positive note. I was young Growing up in the mentioned Maureen and thoughts and prayers that they're kind of about you know everything well you mentioned they're about loss and all the things that yeah. happened in the last year yeah and um you know waters of March also that had a new meaning for me because COVID hit in March and it hit us like waves and it's a that song's also about life death um kind of the chaos of these storms that happen in Brazil and for me, it is like there's a lot of symbolism with nature, I find. So I saw that this was very similar, um, sort of a progression of how COVID was happening in this country and the world, really, um, because it was hitting different places at different times. A stick, a stone. It's the end of the road. It's the rest of the sun. Um, but the song Maureen also is about, um, well, it's a Sade song, and she wrote it about her friend who unfortunately passed. I don't know exactly how she did. Um, but for me, it's a lesser known song, and I wanted to bring light to it also because I, I think it's a great song, but also in memory of all the lives we have lost. Maureen, I miss you. You could be my new friend. Thoughts and prayers. I wrote that um, because of a personal story of my cousin who was actually at school um, in Parkland for the Parkland school shooting. And luckily he was okay. But thinking about how close some of this hits home. And we're all kind of in this together and, and it's it's up to us to make the world a better place and how it's easy to feel hopeless and like you can't do anything. Um, but if we keep hope and if we keep trying, then maybe there will be change and if enough people kind of speak out to it. And I think in some ways it's like, we think, oh, we're helpless or like what we do isn't gonna make a difference, but I think that even just opening people up to different perspectives can make a huge change. I mean, I see also the way the law can make a change, but a lot can happen just from conversations with friends and family. And singing songs for me is a way of expressing that. So even if people don't agree or they have different thoughts, maybe it will, you know, music is a universal language that sometimes can give a different perspective or make people feel like they're not as alone. So we gotta stay strong We keep breathing And we keep hoping We keep praying And we keep believing 
You've been listening to an interview with Rebecca Angel about her album Love Life Choices. If you like what you heard, you can find the full album anywhere you stream music. We've also included a link in this episode's description. Also, we have a link to her website so you can learn more about Rebecca Angel and how you can support her music. And if you have an extra three minutes right now, we would love for you to hit a link in the description to rate us on Apple Podcasts. How it works is you hit on the link, it'll open up a new window, you have to click a purple button that says listen on Apple Podcasts, that will open up in iTunes, then you can scroll down to the bottom, and you can hit leave a review and give us a couple stars if you'd like. I'm Stephanie Steele, thanks for listening to Bite Size Jazz.